Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. It is Jomay's from Jomay's to Go Plates, where I serve you a free game and we're going to send you on your way. I know we are back with another episode. It's been a minute, but life been lifing, but we're going to jump right on in this thing. So the special for today is, it's more about the journey and less about the destination. So I've been doing a lot of different things since the last time you've heard my voice, but mostly it's been realizations of how I've been self-sabotaging, me realizing and admitting to my uh, tiny bit of perfectionism and also dealing with a little bit of imposter syndrome. Um I've been doing a lot of work with my therapist and she's always saying, yo, stop putting so much on your plates. You need to do this. When are you going to do that? You said in the last session you was going to do this. And it's like I never seem to get something done before I have the next bright idea. And when it comes to this podcast, these are the one of the things that, you know, I enjoy doing. I love doing. Um, I get a lot of good feedback about it. But I'm also that person that has to have everything perfect. And with me having everything, having to be perfect, is like I'm trying to get everything done the right way that I want it, and it never gets done. I never get around to it because I can't seem to get it to tweak the right way. Maybe it's not like, you know, I don't have my whole idea um, set in stone or you know, I don't have like the right words or anything like that, but it's always something that prevents me from moving forward with what I'm trying to do. And so um, I went kayaking with one of my homies a couple weeks ago, probably like a month ago or whatever. And she was telling me that she went to this lady for a Reiki session. And I was like, yeah, like, you know, give me the details about that because I've been trying to find somebody, you know, to you know, just give me like a reading or whatever. I'm really um, spiritual and I'm into, you know, having readings done. Um, I have, you know, my tarot cards and stuff myself, but spiritually, I haven't been where I wanted to be. And I think that was like right on the money. We was already on the water, which is my, you know, safe place. Whenever I'm feeling overwhelmed, I always have to go near water and just kind of release that. So that was like, a perfect timing of them telling me about this lady. And so um, I called and I ended up going, making an appointment within a week. And when I tell you this lady was on point, she was on point. First of all, she got there, you know, she was very kind. Her husband was there. It's all in a little practice. Um, her husband is um, a massage therapist or a physical therapist. I'm not really sure. I wasn't there to see him, so I don't know too much about him. 
but she has her little space in the back and she was very warm and you know caring she was very attentive um she was asking me you know what was i looking for and i was like you know honestly i don't really know what i'm looking for i'm just ready for you know the cars to guide me where i need to be going um i'm ready for you know the spirits to tell me like you know what direction i needed to be headed in and so some of the things that she started to break down um it was hitting it on the on the nail left and right first of all she pulled multiple cards from multiple decks um in our reading before she did our reiki session um but the main idea or the main theme of all the cards that she was pulling was focus on the big picture focus on the big picture um being the now um she read that when she was um doing my reiki session she kept saying that my uh feet were cold and it was funny because i kept feeling like they were cold but then they would get hot but then it would get cold again. And she said she thought that I would have like a lot of blockage um, in my um, throat chakra or I had a lot of block blockage um, in my crown or something like that, but I didn't. She said I had a lot of blockage in my, um, my feet or whatever. And she said I needed to be grounded. And um, she was telling me different things um, of how to ground myself. She introduced me into uh, earthing or uh, I like to say frolicking in the grass. And I attempted to do that um, on the the next day after my session, I actually went out um, to this park across the street from my house and I walked around. I woke up like eight something in the morning. Like I was mad early on a Saturday waking up, um, trying to go in ground before everybody got out, before it got too hot in Texas. Um, and I was walking around and um, I always see these like birds um, out in different little spots. Like I always have to um, pay attention to my surroundings and I'm always looking at things that seem odd to me. And one of the cards that she pulled was look for the signs. And so when I see things that are kind of like standing out to me, um, I always like go back home and look up the meaning of whatever it is that I um, saw. And so I've been coming across random feathers and I've been like looking, um, seeing these feathers and I've been taking them with me or whatever um, and just seeing what they mean. So the first feather that I saw or that I came across um, was a black feather. And that black feather means that the spirit is awakening from a deep sleep within me. Um, I'm having a new meaning to life and what that looks like for me. Also, um, I recently, we went back to work, I'm in education, um, and I found two feathers where the meeting that we were um, attending there and it was a gray feather, which means that peace is coming into your life after the storm. And then I saw a black and white um, feather that change is blowing your way. So we have like a recurring theme here. Um, we're, we're going into a period of peace that is going to, you know, change my life. And 
I'm being awakened um, from a deep sleep that I was being in, and I'm going to, you know, have like a new meaning to life um, after this storm. And I can tell you, like, the last couple of months um, has been like very, like, hard. Um, I've been dealing with a, a, a lot of different things. Um, I've been kind of like down on myself, um, not really knowing like which direction I wanted to go. Um, not even knowing like, you know, what I wanted to do. I've been working in therapy, um, just trying to find my, my why and reconnect with my why. Also with that, um, trying to just find out the different things that, you know, make me happy. Um, I went to, through a period of time where the things that used to make me happy no longer did. And I was just kind of like, you know, just floating through life, um, you know, doing the, going through the routine, uh, going through the motions. I would literally just, you know, go to work, come home, go to work, come home. Um, at the time I was in school, go to school, you know, um, do my stuff online or whatever, and just did that day in, day out. Um, I never did anything on the weekends. I kind of just stayed at home. I stayed to myself. Um, it was just a lot of different things that I didn't have answers to. A lot of different, I don't knows, a lot of different, I don't know how I feel about certain things. And um, I have been noticing different things in my life that I've taken notice to. Um, one, one thing in particular, um, I've been dealing with trying to understand like why I've been so foggy in my brain, why I've been so um, tired lately, why I just haven't had the energy to do anything. I've been very forgetful. Um, I haven't been sleeping well, all of the things. Um, so this past summer, um, I went to this sleep specialist, um, and she's been working with me. First of all, they found out that I, um, have sleep apnea. Um, when I first did the sleep test, um, I had 80, I was getting 89% of oxygen when I was sleeping. Therefore your norm or the range that most people should be in is like 97 and above. Um, when you have like a range that is maybe 90 and below, that's like critical range. That's when, if you were in the hospital, they, they put you on oxygen just to make sure that you're getting, you know, oxygen to your body, oxygen to your heart, oxygen to your brain. And here I am every day, day in, day out, sleeping at my house, and I'm only getting 80%, 89% of um, oxygen. And my sleep apnea numbers was like a 15.2 or something like that. And so um, I've been working with her and she's had me um, with this little mouth device, uh, device and it's like a, a mouth guard type of thing um, that I put in. And I've been doing that for about a month now. And, um, I had my second, my second sleep study. And, um, when I got the results back last week, she said that my oxygen levels had improved. I was now at a 97% oxygen, which is back in great range. 
And also my sleep apnea numbers went down from a 15.2 to a 2.5. And all in, in three weeks. Mind you, I don't have to wear like, um, I can't even think of what that mask that they call them things or whatever, but it made a significant change. Like um, now when I wake up, I'm not tired anymore. Um, I don't wake up with a headache. I don't um, wake up with like red eyes. I remember I used to go to school during a year and the nurse at my school used to always ask me if I was high because my eyes was always red. And I'm like, no, if, if my eyes are red when I come to school, that means I didn't sleep good that night. I don't wake up throughout the night that um, I used to do. Um, I just feel a big change in my physical life um, that is attributing to them finding out that I had sleep apnea and also getting the help that I needed for that. Um, also, an, another thing that I've noticed physical-wise um, since being on testosterone is that I'm not going to say that I don't have the ability to feel, um, but my, I guess my responses concerning feelings have changed. Um, I've noticed that I've, I've noticed in the, over the year in some change that I've been on testosterone, um, that I haven't had the ability to cry. Even when there's been things that I felt like I should have been crying about, or I should have, you know, even if I feel the emotion to cry, like tears won't form. And that's a very strange, a strange feeling for me because it's like, I don't really know how to, not necessarily process emotions, but not being able to cry and not having the the responses that I once had um, before is just kind of weird. Um, and it's, it, quite honest, it's, it's very unsettling to me. Um, I've, I've never been a crier per se, but like when I feel it, I will cry. But now it's to the point where I can feel like I want to cry. Like some things have been like very, um, like sad and stuff like that to me. And I want to cry, but I just can't. And I don't even know how, how to deal with that. I don't know how to, um, like how to handle that or even respond to it. And, you know, I know that it's been affecting um, my life, even with dating, um, even responding to certain things that may hurt my partner um, or may be sensitive to my partner. I don't respond in the same way. And I'm not going to say that like I'm less compassionate or I, don't, I lack empathy or anything like that, but it, it gives me that feeling. And I, I know I come off, um, I come off that way. And so it's, it's, it's been a real, um, a real journey to try to like, understand that aspect of myself, understand like how I can, um, just like translate those feelings or how I can, you know, show those feelings, um, without coming off as an asshole. Um, because I don't, I'm not responding in a way that 
I, I'm not even gonna say a normal person. I'm not responding in a way that people feel like I should um, respond to. And so um, it's just been like a new discovery, um, a continuous discovery of myself and um, who I know myself to be. And so those are some of the things that um, I've been working on with my therapist um, and also just kind of being in mourning of that person that I once was. Um, even, even this aspect of myself being um, not non-emotional or not lacking emotion, but um, lacking the emotion that I'm used to. Um, mourning that's that side of myself I feel like I am on a continuous loop of mourning um a, a, a bit or a piece of me and also being in awe of the person that I'm becoming um those things can be quite tricky and quite um confusing because you don't want to necessarily lose certain pieces of yourself, but I'm also gaining a different mindset. I feel like my mind has been rewired since being on um, testosterone, and I now understand more um, from a man's perspective, um, and I understand how um, you know people can say that men are emotionally unavailable or they don't think how women do that that is a very true statement um it's just that you know we want we aren't wired the same we don't have the same you know mindset and i for sure can attest um you know living once as a female and now living as a man um my mindset is not the same i don't view things in the same um way in the same pattern um i think my views have even changed from like what or not even changed i guess i can say that i can see both sides of the coin now um and seeing both sides of the coin can sometimes be very um very very like not confusing but sometimes i think that it could create conflict um because you don't see you don't see what others see and um it's just i don't know um i feel like that's 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 a a, a very good conversation um i want to i want to have like a panel or i want to do an episode where um, I have a cis male and a cis um, female on the episode and 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 just kind of go, you know, with some topics um, because I, I think it's very important to try to understand that um, men and women have different, different mindsets. Um, they have different places where they go when they they value different things. Um, and it's, it's very interesting um, to be able to have been a witness to both sides of the coin and actually experience um, both sides of the coin. Um, but 
these are some things that I'm just working through um, in my therapy sessions. Um, I've, I've been going through periods of mourning, um, also mourning different things of myself, different components and aspects of myself. I've also been mourning um, friendships. Um, friendships as an adult is a very, very strange thing. Um, it's a very hard, um, and complicated thing to do, um, because we're adults and we have different desires, different wants and needs that always, it doesn't always like play out, um, how we're used to. And, Having, having to sometimes let go of friendships that mean the world to you but no longer serve you. Like I would rather, like go back to childhood when we had friendships because everybody was on the same playing level. All we wanted to do is just be friends and you know just be happy and do things with our friends and just live life. Um, but as you become adult, like things change because people change. People have families, people have, you know, different lives, people values are different, people's um mindsets are different. Um, sometimes you outgrow people. Um it it it's one of those things where, you know, I hear people say no new friends or you know, these are my day ones and stuff like that. And it's a beautiful experience when you have people who are your day ones. Um, my best friend, Ro, we have been best friends since ninth grade. That's that's since 1997. And she is still my top friend. She and I don't I don't like mean to say that I have hierarchy um in my friendships, but that is the longest friendship I've ever had. Um, and we, we have been through thick and thin, we've been through, um, a number of different things, but they have solidified our friendship and, you know, she's no longer viewed or looked at as a friend. She is, you know, my sister, that's my brother. Um, her family is like my family and I feel like that's how friendship should be. But I also have to realize and recognize that, you know, there are different types of friendships. Um, I also am learning that people that you want to be lifelong friends don't always have to be, nor are they meant to be lifelong friends because sometimes you grow apart. Sometimes your, your values don't align and you just have to love people from afar. And with me, that's that's really hard because I grew up an only child and all I cared about or all I loved was my friends. And I usually like clung to one person and that was my person. Um, I've always been uh, a person who have had a lot of friends or you know, knew a lot of associates and things of that such, but I've always had that one person that I clung to, that I told everything to, shared all my secrets, did everything with. 
And as I got older, I kind of developed my little clan of a group of five or so that I'm really close to. And it really hurts sometimes when those, you know, friendships and those um, partnerships just no longer serve you. Um, Within the last year, I have let go of one friendship, um, a friend that I had known since I was like 19, 20, and I viewed him as my brother. Um, But it was like, they, he, he, he had a life, you know, outside of our friendship as everyone does, but I felt like I was only, I was the only one contributing to the friendship. And I think that's where, when it comes to me and friendships, I think that that's my biggest non-negotiable. Um, I think that 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 should be everyone's non-negotiable. I feel like everybody has something that they're dealing with with in their lives. Um, I don't feel like it should be where one person is always trying to reach out and the other one is not making time. Um, or investing in that friendship. Um, I don't want to have friendships where we have longevity, but we don't have quality. And that's what I've kind of been, you know, dealing with and having to make the decision um, to end those friendships, um, to just walk away because they're not, they're not adding anything to my life. They're not adding anything into, they don't even know my life. Um, I can even tell you the last time that, you know, prior to ending that friendship that I even talked to um, my friend, I even talked to um, him and knew anything. If, if if he was calling, it was telling me, you know, something about his life or, you know, trying to um, give me, you know, tidbits um, about his, you know, his accomplishments or whatever, but they didn't know anything about my life. And I don't want to have a friendship where we don't just keep in touch um, on regular stuff. Um, I, I, I want friendships that you don't have to talk to me every day or you don't have to talk to me every week, but when it becomes months, you know, without talking or, you know, so many times that you cancel, or you can't, you know, meet up with me when I'm in town and stuff like that, that's, that's not doing anything for either one of us. Um, it's, it's, it's one of the, it's turned into an out of sight, out of mind thing. And I don't want that for any type of friendship that, um, I have, um, another friendship. I, I just feel like, I feel like we've grown apart. Um, I feel like we've grown apart and I love this person dearly, but I kind of knew that I kind of knew that it was going to happen. Um, and it's just, again, it's one of those things, you know, and it, it's so weird and crazy to me that whenever I talk to this person, they always tell me that they miss me and stuff like that. But that, that, those words never come with action. And I don't, I don't know how to deal with someone telling you that, telling you you know, that they miss you and they want to see you and this, that, and the third and, you know, but they don't have action behind it. That, that just don't sit right with me. 
Um, and so when that, that type of thing happened, I back away and um, I wait and I watch and I see how long it takes and I see, you know, I am the person that is reaching out. I am the person that makes things happen. I am the person that, you know, um, makes suggestions or, you know, hey, let's go and meet for lunch or let's go and, you know, do this and that. Like, I don't want to be that. I don't want to, I don't want to be the bigger person. (laughs) I do not want to be the bigger person. And I I struggle so much with, trying to maintain these friendships and having these conversations. And I feel like I have the repeated conversations over and over and I'm just tired. I don't, I don't, I don't want to have to have these type of conversations um, with people that say that they miss me or, you know, that they love me. I just, I just don't, I just don't. And I don't know how to, I don't know how to to deal with those things, so I just choose to kind of just you know let them fall by the wayside. Um, I I feel like I've done what I needed to do. I feel like I've done my part, and I'm not say, necessarily saying that you know this friendship is over, but I'm just I'm tired of investing in it. I'm tired of pouring into it. Um, I I want I want the same energy that I give into my, my friendships, um, I want that back. And I don't feel like anybody should, you know, continue to pour into something where you're not getting it back. I want to give a shout out to Anchor for sponsoring To Go Plates. If you ever wanted to have a podcast show, Anchor is the easiest way to do it. First of all, it's free 99. Secondly, it's hella user-friendly. You can record and edit all within the app on your phone or computer. Thirdly, Anchor will get you tapped into other podcast services like Apple, Spotify, and plenty more. And the winner winner chicken dinner is you can make money from your podcast with super minimal listeners. Anchor really is your one-stop shop for making a podcast. You can download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to hit the green light on your podcast. So even though I'm in this season of mourning, I also have to continue to remind myself to pour into the things that I do enjoy, um, despite whatever outcome is supposed to happen with the things that I'm mourning. Um, Pouring into the things that, you know, bring me happiness, pouring into people, pouring into projects and goals. Um, One of the things that I have to remain consistent with pouring into and just do it on the whim when I'm having something to say or when I have something on my heart and not always have things to be perfect is this podcast. Um, I come a lot, I come across a lot of different signs, a lot of different people, a lot of different messages that keeps reminding me that my voice, that my purpose is to help those that may be in need of something that I'm saying. Um, I'm also reminded to make sure that I'm using my gift in a manner that is going to be 
for the people. That means that I'm not holding my gift to myself. I'm not just being stingy with um, the different, you know, messages that I receive, the different things that um, come up, um, or even just with me sharing my voice. Like I am often on a regular surprise by the amount of people that come up to me or that message me and say, hey, you know, what you said, you know, has been very impactful for me. What you said um, has been, you know, helpful to my my, my life. It's been right on the money. Um, you know, before I started doing this, I was doing um, these little text messages that I was sending out to people on my phone. And whenever something was on my heart, I would just say like, um, different little things or whatever that put out there. And I didn't know who it was going to reach or if it was even going to, you know, resonate with people. But um, just me speaking from the heart and speaking from my own experiences um, has been able to help people um, with whatever that they're going through. Um, but I, I have to remind myself to just continue to pour into me as I pour into other people. And pouring into me looks like doing this podcast. Pouring into me looks like making sure that I set goals for myself, even you know if they're small or if they're something something simple. Like um, my goal for this year at work um, is to use a planner, which I can honestly say right now I am lacking because sometimes when you buy planners, um, they can be a little bit overwhelming. I just want to kind of have a planner that is day to day, you know, by, you know, the the minutes and stuff like that. And I might have, you know, what's your goal for the day and maybe like a little inspirational message or whatever to myself or whatever. But these planners be having you want to map out your whole entire life. And that's overwhelming because I am trying to focus on living in the moment, living in where I am right now. Yes, I can make my um, plans and set out goals and stuff like that. But the way that these planners are are set up, it just it it it's it takes more out of doing um doing the 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 planner than it is for you trying to actively put something into it or whatever. Um so that's another thing um that I'm trying to um do is trying to maintain this planner and also create a planner that works for people like me that needs um a little more than a bare minimum, <laughs> a little, uh, a little bit more than a bare minimum, but not so much that it's going to be overwhelming and you're just going to give up. Um, I've been talking to a lot of different people, and a lot of different people have the same struggles as I am, um, as I do, trying to use a planner and become organized, but then um, trying to have the organization sometimes is a headache within itself, and it brings on so much anxiety. Um, that you don't want to do it anymore. Um, so I'm trying to develop something to cater to us people that get very overwhelmed with the amount of things that they have to do or amount of things that they put on their plate um, and just trying to like simplify it. Um, but also, um, I want to get back into taking time to my own self. Um, just taking back um, my own power and doing the things that I know that I'm here on earth to do, just living in my purpose. And um, 
getting back to like the Reiki session or whatever, like I said, I learned a lot of different things in a Reiki session. And what I have noticed um, in this one and a past one that I've had before, um, cats continue to come up in my sessions. Either they're by me or either they come up in tarot cards or oracle cards, but cats um, always come up. And I, again, Googled that, Googled the meaning of cats. And um, the meaning of cats in the reading is time to own yourself. Um, being born to lead, trust all that you have, um, that all your sources will come forward to heal when ready. And that's one of the things that really resonates for me because there are things that I want to do, but I don't do until I hear that little voice and say it. And then it's telling me that I'm ready for whatever it is that, um, I have set out to do or is ready, or I'm, I'm, now giving all of the sources or the resources or the things that I need um, to fulfill that particular goal. Um, And when that voice tells me I'm ready, I am ready. Um, I can attest to this because for years um, I had wanted top surgery and I've had the money before. Um, I've had, you know, all the things that I needed to do, but I waited. Um, because it just didn't feel right in the moment. Um, at the time I wanted to do it, um, it, it, it didn't feel right within my spirit. I wasn't in a place where I needed to be spiritually and emotionally to be able to deal with the things that come along with, um, surgery and the different mindset that you have when you are experiencing and living in a whole new different body, um, alongside with, you know, me um, now medically transcending and taking testosterone, even that, like I had to listen for that voice to tell me when I was ready to tell me when it was my time to do these things. Um, And when I was, especially with my top surgery, I just kind of woke up one day and was like, okay, cool. I'm ready now. I heard that voice. I'm ready now. And I went and I scheduled it. And within what, two, three months, I was ready to have the surgery. Um, I was scheduled to have the surgery and it was a done deal. I, I know people that wait, you know, a long time. They wait months, years or whatever to get their resources together, to get their finances together, all the things or whatever. But I really live by trusting in that voice to tell me when it's time for me to move and when it's time for me to um, go further in my uh, journey to the destination that I'm trying to go to. Um, so these are the things that I'm doing to remind myself that it's more about the journey that I'm on to experiencing the things that are coming um, along with going on that destination. Um, it's, it's, it's having me pay attention to the different signs, the different um, moments that I'm in countering, living in the moment, living in um, just different situations that can aid to my growth, um, aid in helping me on the journey and is bringing more awareness awareness to me in order to get to the destination that I'm headed. Um, So with that being said, 
one of the things that really stood out to me is it's time to own yourself. One of the struggles that I've always had when it comes to living in my truth and using my voice um, as a place of testimony and as a, a, a tool to help others is trying to cater to things that are outside of, I guess, my control. Um, and living, you know, totally authentically in my truth. Like I said before, I live, um, I work in education and with working in education, there's a lot of stipulations that, um, come about. I think in my prior podcast, I've talked about being fired from, um, a school for being trans. And that really kind of like fucked with my head a bit that I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know how I wanted to present myself to the world. Um, There's a lot of different projects that I'm doing as far as like writing different books, um, doing different things that I want to be known for my work, but I also don't want to necessarily be um, reprimanded for the things that I put out there that's, you know, personal is is strictly me, is not dealing with the school or anything like that. Um, so I have developed, um, I've came up with the name, um, like a pen name, um, especially with writing and stuff, um, Amor Jomay Ramiel. Um, I came up with that when I was going through different seasons and, um, I was going through a bit of a storm and I just kind to kind of wanted to see what I was supposed to learn in that storm and also see the light. And so I did a bit of um, researching and I came up with that not that the name because Amor Jome Ramiel basically means see, seeing the love and light in the thunderstorm. Um but also with creating another persona, um, it's kind of taken away from Drew. Um, it's, it's taken away from who I am and how I want to show up in the world. And I want to get to a point in my life where I can just authentically be myself and not have to live behind a pen name or, um, live in a, not necessarily false truth, but live behind a false name because I've done a lot to, be who I am. I've done a lot. Drew um, Jordan means a lot to me. And it, it, it took a lot for me to be the person that I am now. Um, so while sitting in this journey and getting to the destination where I can be completely free and live authentically in who I am and live as Drew Jordan, um, this will be the last episode that I record that is going to be Jomay's to go plates. Um, I am doing a totally different name um, because I want to live authentically in my truth. If you know me personally, you know that that is a hundred percent who I am and what I am about. So going forward, as you continue to listen to my journey and listen to um, 
the journey of guests that I have, I am going forward as Say What Drew. Orders up. Now take it to go and tell a friend to tell a friend. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at jomaze.togoplates and subscribe to the podcast platform of your choice. Oh, 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 oh,